were about to lose your job. You were about to lose your job. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of 15 Good Minutes. Uh, I am Coach B. I am not Nephew. I am not Kirk. I am the producer of this fine show. And uh, Nephew can't be here today, but what we wanted to do, we wanted to have a conversation about this recent election. Uh, in doing so, we reached all the way back to another original member of the 15 Good Minutes team. Denise, hello. Welcome back. And how are you? I am well. Hello. Hello, hello big girl. Welcome back. So what we're going to yeah. do today, typically, I mean, uh, the audience is used to, to Shy and Kirk uh, just doing a bevy of things and running things. But today, I'm going to put them on the side of the of the guest, if you will. I'm going to solicit some opinions from you guys. I haven't talked to you about anything that I'm going to ask you. Um, <laughs> just understand it's going to be all based on the last few days. And, you know, I, I just want your honest opinion about some stuff, right? So you, you guys ready to get into it? Ready as we gonna be. All right. So the yeah. first question yeah. that I have for each of you, and it doesn't matter who goes first, is where were you at the exact moment that you found out that Biden and Harris won? And what was your immediate feeling? <laughs> I'll let you go first, Ms. Denise. Okay. I, I was actually participating in a virtual conference for my professional organization. And my book club members were chatting back and forth on IG and someone wrote, he won. So I'm thinking, you ain't telling me enough. <laughs> so I said, who is he? And her reply was Biden. And I left the conference. Signed out. <laughs> I, I signed out and I left. What was, your, what was your immediate emotional response i probably i think i had no words initially i i don't think i had any words and then when i went and turned on the television to make sure i still had no words and tears couldn't come but they coming <laughs> I think they coming in January. Got you. All right. Excellent. Shy, where, where were you when you found out? And what was your immediate reaction? So I was getting ready to leave to go to breakfast to meet a friend for breakfast. So I'm coming down my steps rushing because I'm late as usual. Um, I'm in a group chat with my friend. So my, my one friend wrote in the chat like um, he got P.A., and like, like Ms. Brown said, I was like, who got PA? <laughs> First of all, so I'm, I stop on my steps and I'm like on the phone, like fumbling and, and then they send the clip. And so I go on, I turn my TV on um, CNN and I see, they say he was announced, uh, Biden was announced president elect. And so I just immediately start crying. So I called my mom and my mom didn't know. So I FaceTimed her and she's like cleaning the house or something. And I'm like, Biden won, Biden won. Like we have a black vice president and a woman. And my mother's face was like, I've never seen the joy that I saw in my mom's face. And she just lit up and it like, it just lit up my room and I, we weren't even in the same room. Um, so we're crying together. And then I'm like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta celebrate. <laughs> and ran and called everybody on our group chat, FaceTime celebrate and then I went to breakfast <laughs> and celebrated more the rest of the day. That's right. That's right. So yeah. so so it was pretty much early Saturday morning, right? And did did you guys feel like like did you have any issues say between Wednesday and Saturday with with sleeping or angst or anything like that um <laughs> waiting being impatient or anything waiting on the results to come out? I I was able to sleep, but, you know, I do remember, you know, kind of waking up and having numbers in my head, the, the math. I was still thinking about 254, 
254-213. And because my phone is my alarm clock, and I turn off the alarm, usually there's some messages from somebody. All I saw was date and time. <laughs> it was dry. And I'm like, I'm like, there's still nothing. So that was the angst that I was feeling. Every time I picked up my phone, there was nothing there. <laughs> no information. <laughs> I Yeah, I had anxiety from Monday night until the time they announced him as president. Um, or president-elect, I would say. Um, I didn't sleep. A lot of my friends knew, like, I couldn't sleep. It was hard for me to fall asleep, and then I would toss and turn throughout the night. Um, and then... Like Ms. Brown said, my alarm is my on my phone. So in the morning, I would like check my phone for Apple News or like to see if my notifications show. And so Wednesday, when I woke up, it, Apple News came up on the notification banner and I like my heart stopped. And I'm like, did I miss it? Did I sleep <laughs> through it? <laughs> but it was just the stupid update of the last night's school, uh, numbers. But then the, the night, right. the next night, I, I was asleep and I heard people outside in the middle of the night. So I'm thinking people are cheering. So I jump up, check my phone, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I can't put myself people there. outside partying and have nothing to do with hey, what you're waiting on. Nothing. They were just partying on a Thursday. That was it. Um, but election <sighs> night, I didn't, I really didn't watch it. I didn't sit down and, and watch it because I was just too anxious. Um, and I was preparing for the worst. So like I had a backpack. I was ready to skip town and go to my parents if I needed to. Um, so me and my friends, we just played games all night. And then like when people would call us, we would like listen to the update and then <laughs> and go back and play games. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody had to find a way. I can say that um, Wednesday was probably the toughest for me. I mean, I sent you a text shower at the point where I realized we weren't going to have enough information because we thought we were going to take. And then, um, you know, I was chatting with uh, with Kirk and, and I, you know, I couldn't sleep and I, I just felt like because the early numbers just didn't seem favorable. And he basically said, Unk, don't worry about it. It's it's fine. Things are going to be OK. God's got this. Just relax. And, and from that point on, I was able to just I've been watching movies every night, you know, late night, just watching some Marvel movie. And he's basically saying, take your mind off it, let the process go. And I think for me, it was more anxious, you know, uh, uh, you know, tempered with a bit of anxiety because I'm telling people I'm not paying attention, but I'm glued to the screen. I'm yep. looking at the map. I'm seeing colors and things like that. And I don't understand what's wrong with Nevada and Arizona and what's <laughs> taking y'all so long. I'm like, if y'all are at 87%, uh, done with y'all votes. Why are you stuck there for the past two days? Like, hurry up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, do you need some help? Because I'll help you count if you need. Do you need an abacus or, or a calculator? What is going on? So that brought me angst because it's like, okay, you're stuck. You're not adding. Is there something you're afraid to right. tell us? Is it closer than we are seeing mm -hmm. on the screen but then you had like i know you were saying coach like um kirk was saying god got us but then you got pastors like paula white who's calling angels from africa angels from south america to give trump a victory and i'm sitting here like yeah, he know. can't possibly win right. with that he can't <laughs> no 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 and so and so you know you 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 get through what is like a feeling um I don't know. I won't call it numbness. It was very similar for me to what it felt like 12 years ago when when Obama won, because I, I didn't think I didn't think that we would break through and we did break through. And so mm -hmm. once you got past the numbness uh, for me anyway, I was just looking forward to, you know, eight o'clock, you know, Saturday night. So you both saw, you know, the, the president elect and the new vice president elect um, give their their. Uh, Victory speech. What were your thoughts on what you saw when you saw it? <laughs> well, first of all, when I saw, um, well, let's see, Kamala came first, beautiful mm. as ever. And I just look at her and I'm like, 
gosh, she just wakes up looking like that every day. <laughs> but when she started to speak, one thing I like about her when she speaks, she calls a spade a spade. She calls folk out in the nicest way possible. She's one of those people that, you know, it's like cussing you out without with cussing. With a smile on your face. She is exactly with a smile on your face. So she she made a point to let folks know that, you know, this is this is wonderful. And it is it's history in the making. But I, I, I it really struck a chord with me when she said, you know, I am the first and I won't be the last. She didn't say, I hope right. I'm not. She said emphatically, I will not be the last. And then when Joe came out, I, uh, the running scares me. <laughs> I loved him. it. I loved it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, it's, I, I, I like that you have that get up and go. <laughs> but Joe, I need you to, to be careful. I need you to be careful with that trot. Because, but I I thought his speech was, 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 was wonderful. He said all the right things. And I'm glad that he didn't reflect on, spend too much time reflecting on the, the occupant who's still there, because it's not about him anymore. He, it's not about him anymore. And, And me personally, I don't need a concession speech. I don't need one. We're here. We're moving on. And I, I just felt great about both of them and what they are going to do and where they're going to take right, this right. country. Shy, where were you when you watched it? And uh, what were your thoughts? I was at a restaurant with a friend. We were celebrating all day. I told you it turned into an all-day event from breakfast. Um, and I had just got back from downtown. So I went downtown and then got hungry, <laughs> got, got some food. And so um, mm-hmm. they turned the music off at the restaurant so that we can hear the speech. And when Kamala came out, literally the entire restaurant was cheering. We stood on our feet. We were clapping at the TV. It was just like the best feeling. It, the feeling was similar to when um, Obama won the first time. I was in college. And that was really, that was my first time voting. Um, but on campus, mm-hmm. the camaraderie, the the love, the joy that just, it just overflowed. You could just feel the energy of it. It was like that on Saturday at the restaurant. Um, I loved what she had to say. I love that she came out to Mary. She set the tone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> let, let them know. She came out in all white. Like, um, I don't know if y'all know, there's a rapper named Dej Loaf. And she said in one of her songs a couple years ago, I wear all white and I feel in godly. That's, that was Kamala oh, all the way. Okay. Um, okay. I love that she brought her nieces out after her great nieces so that they can see themselves in their future. Right. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then of course, uncle Joe, that trot. I love the trot. I felt like I was at a football game. <laughs> I thought I was at a Notre Dame or a pit game with them, run, them running out of the locker room. I just was like, please don't trot, Don't trip. Please do not trip. <laughs> see that? Yeah. See that? That? That's my thing. I, I'm glad you have the vim and vigor at your advanced age, but please he was be amped here. up, and you could see he was so excited. Yeah. yeah. But and then like, yes. Uncle Joe has a swag about him. I don't know if he got it from Obama. I don't know. He has his own little swag, and and I think that's what kind of like makes you feel warm on the inside. Like like he's really personable. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, everything he said was beautifully put for him to even say, like, I couldn't have done this without our, my black voters. That was big. And I'm, I got your back. Like, believe me, I got your back. And we got that on record. Right. Right. Yes, we we really hope that he does so much for our communities and we have Kamala now. So I know she's going to, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to have her spearhead some initiative as a vice president, just not sitting in the balance Mm -hmm. waiting. Um, right. So I'm pretty sure right. it's going to be a really great four years for us. One of the things that uh, that he talked about was during his eight years as a as a vice president himself, that one of the things he appreciated about President Obama was no matter what was going on, no matter how big the meeting was, how many dignitaries were in the room, et cetera, 
Joe was always the last person to leave the room so that they could talk about, okay, and Obama would ask him, yay, nay, what do you think? And so, you know, you're talking about a career, a lifelong politician. There's nothing that he hasn't seen. And I think that speaks to the swag that you talk about. He's mm-hmm. going to be 78, right, when, he, when he's inaugurated. So he's at a point in his life where he's like, what, what are you going to say to me? What, what, what are you going to do to me? So he can speak his mind, which, which you know, in all truthfulness has kind of gotten him in jams in the past from just, from just talking. But he's at that point now. And uh, yesterday, Reverend Al Sharpton said, we will hold him to, to mm-hmm. what he said. And I think Joe's fine with that. I, I think it was extremely important that he say what he said when he said it in in that moment. You know, it wasn't something yeah. that you read that came after the fact. This was his first time addressing the nation and the world, right, um, as a president-elect. And, and to say that there, I think, was uh, was really, really huge. And it, it moved. And even when Kamala said Black women are the backbone of this country, like, it was like they they moved us to the forefront. Finally, we have spotlight where it isn't negative mm-hmm. or when we're not when we're not upset about us being killed or murdered, right? And it it, it, it mm-hmm. for me it felt like a release, like there was some type of release, like they unlocked something for us that we didn't have previously. Absolutely. Even with Obama, we didn't I didn't feel that way. Um, but for them to just say put us up there, they said our names, like they said our names. We're, we were heard, we right, were seen right, right. at that time and the entire world saw us. That felt really good, especially as a black woman and a biracial woman, like that felt really, really, really good. And I, I tweeted about it and I'm like, bow down, like finally y'all see how strong we are as black women, like bow down to us. Everything we touch, we're the backbone of it. Like respect that, put some respect on our names. And protect us at the same time. <laughs> it's it's there, and and I think that that's critically important as well, right? So, um, shifting a bit, you know, if you, if you if you go back to to two thousand eight, when President Obama came in, it, it was at a time when the economy was the worst it had ever been. Huge challenge for him. Fast forward twelve years, right? We've got a pandemic where the numbers are are spiking at a level they never have. So obviously, that's going to be a huge challenge um for our new leadership what what do you think i mean they 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 announced you know today you're right the panel um but what do you think they need to do to really get some momentum going with regards to eradicating covid-19 first i think as soon as he signs that document to sign him over as president they need to put a national mandate on wearing masks that should be the very first thing that they should do regarding that and then create those policies or enforce those policies after that. But it should be a mandate that every state, every city, every township, you wear your mask. And to not do so is it, th- there will be consequences, right? Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, Shy. You have to start somewhere, and if we can all agree or disagree, but you're going to put it on because we have got to cut the head of this snake off somewhere. And the best way to do it right now is protecting yourself Mm -hmm. with a mask. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then take the necessary steps from that point on. And it's, I think it's important for him to say, this is not a miracle and it isn't going to happen overnight, folks. This is going to take some time. So I, I hope people aren't thinking, wow, he's got the magic touch and it will be gone. No, it's going to take a while. But people have to do their part and you can't be selfish about it. You have to be responsible and just follow directions. It isn't hard. It's not that difficult. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, most people will understand that in the sense that there's not a there's not a magic button. There's not an easy button here. But to Shai's point, you have to start with some policy that I think has that can be enforced. Right. And you have to take measurable steps. You can't ignore it anymore. And I just think that our leadership, you know, for the past six or seven months has just been ignoring it, you know, for 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 no apparent reason. Right. And, and to do so has kind of cost us in the sense that we're now we're trending to the point where it's over one hundred and twenty thousand, uh, one hundred and twenty thousand 
positive cases a day now just just in this in this country right mm -hmm. um so so i think that uh, i do think that they will follow the science right i think that the the, the folks that they've put on this initial um, um panel are the right people to put on that panel and i think it's, and a, it's a good a, first step and, forward. and it's a woman of color a black woman that's the co-chair dr nunez smith like biden knows what he's doing he really knows. And I can I just say most of his advisors are people of color. So that's how he's getting all of these initiatives and things pushed through because he has people that actually knows these has these experiences in life. I don't so I, I don't I don't think I don't think he's even scratched the surface. When you see his cabinet, you I mean, I just I'm expecting great things with regards to diversity on the whole yep. with that cabinet. Um, folks, we've got we've got nephew in here right now. Welcome, 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 sir. Um, glad to see you made it. Thank you, thank you. I apologize for my tardiness. I you mad late, thing, man? Wrong, wrong time stamp. I'm in the wrong area code. I'm sorry. <laughs> wrong time zone right now. Now that you're here, though, let me let me jump right to you, right, and ask you something that I that I've already asked Shine Denise. Um, where were you when you found out the results, and what was your immediate reaction? Uh, I was at my son's football game, my son's football game. Uh, I was hot about something else. <laughs> I was upset about something else, but I was very happy about, about that. I really honestly could not enjoy the moment right. for the other news that I was dealing with. But as the day went on, um, definitely thankful. And I'm very happy for those who showed up at the polls who mailed in their ballots. Um, very happy to see that we're moving in a whole new direction now. I think it's a very much needed direction. Yes, Shai, with your hand raised. Two things, I just want to say. one of which is, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you three specifically is that I personally saw the effort that each one of you put into constantly talking up the vote and talking to people and not backing down. And I think it's that type of effort and initiative that got these record numbers out. No one has ever had numbers like this for a winner or a loser. And I think I think if we didn't get everybody out to vote, Kurt, um, I think the results would have been a lot different. I think this vote, this election also showed people why you cannot sit back and allow others to do it. Um, that I, I spoke to people who did vote. I spoke to folks who did not vote. Um, my conversation with the people who did not vote was a little bit deeper. And it was a little bit more to the point of the understanding of, listen, if you don't vote, understand that it's not just the presidential election that you're voting for. There are other things on the ticket to speak about. Um, and if you don't necessarily like the candidates for yourself, then like who you like for somebody who you care about, who can't make a decision for themselves um, or who doesn't have the ability to or use your vote for me. I'm telling you who I'm voting for. Vote for them. Vote for me. And, Cast that in my direction, please. And, you know, I talked to people, too, seeing like who voted, who didn't. And the majority of the people that I that said that they didn't vote were black men. Really? Which broke my heart. I don't understand. What is what is up with that? I don't I, understand the catalyst for that behavior. I don't understand. Uh, Kirk, I can't. I can't speak to why they would not vote. I've had conversations with black men and black women who both did not vote. Um, the, the black men that I spoke to all were along the same lines of give them my vote for what? Um, they felt like they hadn't or no one had earned their vote. So I wasn't casting my ballot in their direction or anyone's direction per se. Um, some I was able to reach others. I was not. And I just left them where they were. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Terrell Stevens, um, who's a part of any black voting caucus initiative, political movement, he is the guy to go to. He's actually on his way down to Georgia now to help them with that next uh, the, the special election right. that's coming up. The yeah. runoff, yes. Um, but he told me something, and I think I've said it here before on the podcast, where um, you see people out in the water you can't swim out and save everybody. And in the process, you'll end up drowning. They'll pull you down with them. So some of those conversations, I saw that it wasn't going anywhere and I can't save everybody. So I did not. But the one young lady who I spoke to about her vote, she said she didn't think of it like that. This was probably a, her, 
only her either first or second opportunity to vote. So for her, it was a little bit different of a conversation and she understood what I was saying and the importance of voting. Um, but far as black men not showing up to the polls, um, I had this conversation also with uh, with Big P and you know she was like, well, you know, black men aren't showing up this, that, and the third. And I also feel like a lot of black men are jaded. They feel some type of way that there, there isn't an initiative out there speaking to the, I guess what they feel like is directly to them, to the black man. Um, it's not, this isn't helping me, me specifically. I see you frowning your face up, but you- My face this, isn't frowning, I have a question. Ask, ask your question, I'm listening. I'm a little confused on how they don't understand, they don't, they don't feel as though there's an initiative for them when Biden's plan is specifically for black men. And so, so again though, like what you're saying is a part of the conversation that I had, which is, have you really heard all his talking points? Have you looked at his policies and his plans that are that he plans to put in effect? And most said no. Um, I mean, it's just it's just a history thing. I think of it. Yes, Auntie. Oh, I was going to let you finish your sentence. Um, I think it's just the history of it. Like we're promised a whole bunch of different things, and then we don't see it. And I think that you know people have become jaded about that. Um, I wish that people would not because. You know, you don't hit the lotto every time you play, but you roll your ass out there to go bet money on the mega ball. Right. So, I mean, what's the, what's the difference here? And this costs you nothing. To vote costs you absolutely nothing. But your life. Well, the life of others. You but, know what I mean? Know, you know what I mean? I mean like, to be honest, to be honest, and, and for those who didn't vote male, you know what I'm saying, man or woman, um, in my opinion, you're a coward. You're a stone cold coward. And anybody who know me knows these hands are ready to eat. Anybody can get them. So however you want to handle it, we can do it. But let, let, understand, your, leg, let your leg heal first. I don't need it. I, it don't need to heal first. They, they need to understand that. I'll take the good foot and put it up their hind pots. But you need to understand that you have to vote. Like it, it's, it's no other way around it. You, you vote for all-star players and pro bowlers and all of these other different things, but you can't vote about the things that matter the most in life. And it's not just your life, the life of your children, your nieces, your nephew, your cousins, your mother, your brother. You know what I'm saying? If folks hadn't voted for Obama, do you, people really understand that those senior citizens or your parents who just retired, they wouldn't have health care. And I've seen some parents who were like, they have parents who are entrepreneurs. They weren't able to get the treatment that they needed. They waited until they were 60 and 70 years old to get total knee replacements when they needed it 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yes, auntie. Yeah, well, to piggyback on what you said about if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for others. Don't you, bl these black men, don't you have sisters and, and wives and moms and grandmas? What about the policies that are on the table for women? The rights of a woman to choose what I want to do with my body and you shouldn't be able to tell me that I can or cannot because some of these black men may be in that situation where that female has a decision to make. Don't you want her to be able to have that decision with, without her hands being tied? Or, or, Don't you want that for her? Or choosing an unhealthy option because it's illegal exactly. in the country. Exactly. Right. And when I, I vote, you know, there's so many who have died and for our right to vote. I always think of my great grandmother who was illiterate, could count to 10, maybe, could not write her name. She knew some letters of the alphabet but she was denied the right that I have and have used time and time again. So I think about people like her that have never had the opportunity, always working for the man, but never had the opportunity to decide on what she wanted to do when it came time to vote. Mm -hmm. So these, these you know, there's nothing for me, there is nothing anybody can say to me as a reason not to vote that I will say, oh, well, gee, what was I thinking all this time? You're right. There's nothing 
you can say. Go ahead, Sha, because I got something I want to add to what Auntie just said after that. I I really was just going to say, you know, but I think it boils down to what we need to do as 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 a generation now, as leaders in our communities, as leaders in our families, in our friend circles, or whatever that we need to educate. We need to push education over these next four years and empower our people that that are ignorant to the the political side of life, right? And have them understand the importance of their vote time and time again. Just not if you if you get burnt one election that you don't vote the next one, right? The importance of that. So I think we should have a heavy presence in educating our people and the importance in, in the, the history of us gaining the right to vote, right? Um, and I think we'll see changes. You know, it's not going to be an instant change, but I think it's going to be a trajectory into us more being more progressive as a people um, and me being more politically conscious. Um, I mentioned before in our, I think it was our registration, um, voter registration um, episode, but um, there is a really dope group called Our Black Party, um, and it is for the political agenda of Black people. And they are actually um, tomorrow, or no, it'll be today when you guys hear this, they're having um, a Black political political boot camp. And that starts, and it's going to be a series on how to educate our community and educate our people and how to make our voices heard the right way and heard by the right people. Um, so you can go to um, ourblackparty.org and you can get all the information and follow them on Instagram. They have great content and great links. Absolutely. Um, that was a great point, what you were saying, Shia, you know what I'm saying, just about like, you know, for people educating themselves and really understanding like policy and just presidencies as well. A lot of people are giving Trump a lot of, uh, like a lot of props for releasing okay. more criminals from jail. Well, let's go back to how that happened though. That policy change, that policy changing happened under the, the Obama administration. That didn't happen in any other president's administration. That that was a big initiative and it started there. Trump yeah, may have released more people, but also let's talk about the fight that Obama had in the process of getting that to the table to allow that policy to be in place. Um, I think folks are just really mis, um, misunderstanding and not paying attention to the full scope of things. They're reading the headlines, just the clickbait, and then they're moving on. When you really need to sit down and read the whole policy and understand. People are upset about Obama um, with uh, Biden and um, Senator Harris not speaking to Ice Cube. Well, let's talk about that. Like They didn't talk to him because he wanted to meet directly with them. They don't have time for that. And he didn't meet directly with Trump either. He met with his party, you know what I'm saying? And no disrespect to Q, but I mean, at the same time, I didn't give that black man my oppor the, the opportunity to speak for me. He doesn't speak for you. He doesn't he speak, don't speak for yeah, me. I'd have much rather somebody who I know and who has continuously spoke about my issues and my feelings up within the system. And, and what, what they fail to realize is rappers are not our leaders. Correct. At all. I want to shift to 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 another another question, like, um, and it's kind of speculatory in nature. So, basically, today, you know, Trump fires Defense Secretary Mark Esper. I, the next seventy two days, complete this sentence for me. The next seventy two days from that office is what? Shit show. No, I wanted to say it. Bitch, you thought. Sorry. I'll do. I'll do. Uh, what's his name from CNN? Jake. Uh. A, a dumpster fire inside a dumpster fire inside a dumpster fire <laughs> just hot garbage <laughs> an exorcism in the making i really think he's gonna move out like next week and just be like f all y'all he's gonna wreck havoc up in really? here and then be out i don't think he's gonna come to inauguration oh, no 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 mm -mm. i think he's going to destroy some paperwork that biden, biden is gonna need and i think he's gonna do like some toddler immature stuff i really think he's gonna move out way before january as opposed to him staying and not leaving you think he's leaving early i think he's just yeah he's gonna because he knows i think he's going to be embarrassed he knows he'll be embarrassed if um you know he's forced out by arms you know i think he's gonna be like F i do not think he cares he doesn't care about public perception he doesn't care he about just wants that. the attention you know he Exactly. I, He's an attention whore. So he'll do anything to get attention. Yeah, but I don't I really don't think he he truly wants to be drug out of the White House. 
I don't know. I would love to see it. And I saw something <laughs> earlier and it was brought to my attention earlier as well that he said that. I mean, I've heard him say it several times, but they said, people said that they should uh, put it on pay-per-view that the first three minutes alone would be enough to cover the national debt. And that's probably <laughs> a fact. It's probably a fact. It monetize would be quite it then? Yes, monetize it. Why not? I would love to see him dragged out the office. To see him tased? Oh my God. That would be hilarious. <laughs> And then and then right. take him across the street to the church for an exorcism. <laughs> no, nah, the church already said they didn't want him over there, so he can't go there. You have That's to just true. take him to the park. You can take him to like mean, Madison Square somewhere and drop no. him off. I mean, or you know, that as they as he comes out of the White House, they're waiting for him with handcuffs. You know, that would be an that epic be great. thing as well. Where the feds are just waiting at the door, like, okay, transfer power, shake hands, which he isn't well, gonna no, do, but no. And then they'll be at the South Lawn, like, all right. He's not gonna. He's yeah. not gonna take that that long walk down those stairs of the Capitol and stand there for that photo op to say goodbye. He's not. He's not gonna do it. Nah. To be honest with you, though, and I don't. I don't care. It may be. It may be in the best interest of the country for him not to. What I could see him doing is telling them to come to protest the inauguration, like rally against the the election fraud and all of that which can cause a, a tizzy yeah it, it, it can shy but i think i think kind of going back to your earlier point when we talked about the fact that you know biden harris have already put their their COVID team together one of the things that they're going to do you know beyond what you're suggesting was of everybody wearing a mask is i think there's going to be more emphasis on social distancing i think the inauguration will be the first socially distanced inauguration i don't think that trump will have an opportunity to to, to have a crowd that would have been there for biden harris to be disruptive because of the pandemic you know what i mean i don't know i don't know how they're going to do it but i don't think it's going to be anything like we've seen in the past and it won't right. matter if it isn't because of COVID, and Harris and Biden have been um, doing their whole virtual thing from jump. So that wouldn't be out of the ordinary for them to say we're going to have a... So basically we'll have a we'll have a, a, a drive-in inauguration. The drive-in right? inauguration, Saturday, or if right? you have it out in the open, it's going to be socially distant. It's going to be a social... A finite number of... It could look like there. what they did in Delaware. It could look like what they did in Delaware. Exactly. That's what they're saying. Where right. the, mm -hmm. People were in cars and, you know, everybody exactly. was at a safe distance exactly. and so on. And so, so, so I don't think it's going to be, though, like it was in, in, uh, in 2008, 2012 um, because of the pandemic and because one of the signatures of this new administration is showing, um, you know, compassion, care, concern, if you will, for, for doing something every day to combat that. So that would be a, a super spreader event of, 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 epic magnitude and by the same token in a weird way i think it helps deflate trump because it doesn't give him that opportunity for that which Shot you should you take right. that away you yes take correct that away. speaking of super spreader now that ben carson and some, who else who's the other person that has covid what we're not gonna do is get that idiot a platform to be spoken about we're gonna just speed past him i'm so mad that i even watched the movie of gifted hands and supported that <laughs> yeah, right the real big cost in my eyes is cuba gun jr you're not by yourself but wait can, we're seeing this, the his, the trajectory yeah, his, what is it his what is it his mnuchin chief Ch of staff? yeah chief chief of staff yeah. And Uncle Ben run around with Rona. But I just want to say how, how funny it is because on SNL, Keenan played Uncle Ben, like from Uncle Ben's rights getting fired. And then right. and right. then now Ben Carson got COVID. Lord forgive me. It's not funny that this man is sick. Right. But it, 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 the irony of everything, just like how... Um, <laughs> how the Trump administration had the meeting at the fort, what they thought was the Four Seasons in Philly. <laughs> and it was a landscaping company. And they had like, no idea. Like, they're just, it's just falling apart. But in front of our eyes, like we're seeing, they're just going down, crashing and burning. And it's hilarious because this is like something from like the office or Veep. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it should be fictional. Yeah. So we're seeing everybody's demise. It's just de declining, you know? It's karma. This has been the worst reality show I've ever seen and been a part of in life. That's a good point, Kurt. One of the, one of the um, 
I forget which leader it was, but right as these other countries started, you know, phoning in congratulations and stuff like that to Biden Harris, one of them said that the reaction as the rest of the world looks at us, we, we reacted as if we we finally got rid of a dictator. You know what I mean? Uh, in, yeah. in terms of your, your which is about being the worst reality show beyond what you could imagine as a reality show, we have lived right every day for four years, and that's a reality in and of itself. And you haven't seen celebrations like this from the people. To your point, on you haven't seen celebrations of the people like this since Saddam was hung. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't think of a, another dictator who who. They share with Osama. Like yeah. Yeah, that's true too. When, when yeah, uh, when but it was different. Through. It was a definitely different feeling and a different vibe with with Saddam Hussein. Remember his his hanging was televised. Yeah, I yeah, and I was like, I was like young. I was like, ooh. Yeah. So this this right here is like the closest thing to that, if not that, in my opinion. So so if you're, and this is the last question I have for the group. You're 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 an advisor. Um, to the Biden Harris team, what do you tell them? I'll let the ladies go first. About hold that yeah, promise. About what specifically? You're in a room. You're in a room okay. right now with those two and just you and whatever your favorite drink is. The door is closed. Okay. What do you tell them? We need a Secretary of Education that actually has some formal training in education. You might have a doctorate or a master's degree in some form of education. You, want, you need to understand education and how it affects children of all backgrounds, of all social economic structures, and you need to do the right thing by all children, not just the ones that you think deserve more than others. Yeah. Okay, and right now, Shy, rip up those vouchers and hit and just rip them up. Um, I got a couple things. So the first thing I'm going to say is, Uncle Joe, keep that promise that you told the black people that you're going to have our backs and do something for us, and remember that. And be create some action behind those words. Second thing is, I'm going to suggest that inauguration day, they hold it down where all the children are being kept and separated from their parents in New Mexico, right? And as soon as he signs off as being president, they should be reunited with their families. Um, and then also, yes, I want to crop dust Betsy DeVos. Crop duster. If you don't know what that means, guys, I'm gonna need you to Google it. Okay, copy that, <laughs> Kurt. I got. I like. Should I have a few things? Um, first and foremost, my wife would be highly upset if I didn't say this. Erase them student loans. Take them mm -hmm. up out of there. Get rid of that. You said you was gonna do it. Now do it. Um, so that's number one. Number two. Uh, simply put, don't fuck this up. Don't. You said what you were going to do. You ran on this policies. You said what you were going to, you know, you, you promised, you made these promises. People voted you based upon this. Do that. Do what you said. Yes, Shia, go ahead. No, go ahead. This Stop is raising just, your hand. No, I'm doing it. Well, you need to learn how to not look at my hand. I'm doing it so you know that I have something to say after you. Continue, please. I can't. Go, please. Thank you. Ladies oh, first. Oh, Lord. Guys, you see how, yeah, this how this goes all the time. Um, now I just forgot just what I was going to say. Great. You done? You finished? Yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Well, like I said, don't F this up. They said that they were going to do certain things. You, the, all everything that you ran on, your campaign, your policy, stick to your word. Um, and be very smart about who you're picking, as Auntie said, as far as Department of Education, um, the Secretary of Education, and so on and so forth. Pick a strong cabinet, please do. We are here with you, but don't forget how you got there. Yes, Shia. I do remember now. Mm -hmm. I believe that if this this um, runoff in January goes in our favor, of course, we're going to have all blue everything, yeah. blue house, blue Senate, blue president, right? 
I believe that he will, it will be so much easier. It will be so much easier for him to uphold his word because he has everybody on his, on his side besides the Supreme court. Um, so I think that that won't be a hard thing for him to do, but yes, in the student loans, we need to, we need to get rid of those too, but you hey, know, Georgia they're doing show it for up. undergrad. Georgia show up, please. You know what I'm saying? Do this one for nip. We need to turn everything blue rolling sixties. Let's do it. But I also think- do you, Oh, I'm sorry. Coach. No, no, go ahead. Do you think that he's going to give Stacey Abrams an executive seat? I do. Absolutely. I, 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 again, I, I think that, I, I just think that his, um, and I think she's going to have choices. You know, there's a handful that are going to have choices and she is definitely one of them. I think that we are, are going to see um, probably the most diverse cabinet in, in presidential history. I, I, I believe that. Um, if I'm in the room with them, I tell them, don't, don't think you have to fix all of this. You don't. You, you, you can't. If, if they come in trying to fix everything that, that, that he has screwed up, they're going to go nuts. You won't be able to do it. I want them to come in. And I want them to breathe. Just breathe. You have an agenda that got you here. You know, we elected you here. Got that. You, you can't fix it in four years. Let's just be clear with it. And I don't want them to feel um, an undue burden to, to fix everything that he screwed up. And, and, and I think if they can do that, if they can process that within that cabinet, um, that we'll see some, some, some really good things from them. I heard that it might be, it might happen. I'm not sure. Of course, we don't know. But Biden might give his seat up after two years so that Kamala can have an opportunity to run a country. That is an option. That is not, I, I think it's too early. I mean, I've also heard that Trump is, is um, putting things in place to pardon himself in advance so that mm-hmm. he can't be charged for the criminal acts that he's done. Right. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that as I've well. I've heard I've heard that as well. He's, but but all of his charges aren't federal. Some are state, and there are some heavy state charges in there. Oh, they're as well. coming. Right. Yeah. So right. so he he's not completely free. So hopefully, you know, something happens. But I mean, I'll be honest with you, I could care less if he goes to jail or not, if he's tried, convicted, or so on and so forth. But what does help though, if he is charged and he is found guilty that he can't come back and run in four years. Because let's not forget, he can still come back and run. True, that, 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 is, that, election, is, a, but he that can is a back strategy for them right now, actually. Right. So, so if, he does, if he does, um, hopefully, hopefully he's convicted of something. But I could care less one way or another, just as long as he's not in office this four, next four years. The thing that gets me every time is knowing that we still have to take care of this jerk for the rest of his life because he was a president no we don't no we don't the secret service does and i'll be honest with you they might just slide out the way of a bullet i mean i don't know i can't confirm or deny that but i mean let's think about it let's just think about it mm-hmm. that is true he does have he does have a federal package that is going to be with him for the rest of his days as, as well as as well as his family okay. the way he's made decisions in life though he'll probably still find a way to dick that up and mess it up so he probably won't to have him around too long it would not can surprise you, me can you imagine his post-presidency book of how it's tr- terrible it's going to be oh my mm. god speaking of books uh next week the great president barack obama's book is dropping if you guys aren't familiar you need to look it up okay thanks that was just a drop definitely and it's a good drop and that's a good segue for us um again i don't i don't do I don't do many, many, many um, appearances on this podcast. I'm glad to be here today. I had a lot I wanted to ask, and specifically, I wanted this audience to hear. <laughs> right. I want this audience to hear your opinion. The original, this is the original 15 Good Minutes crew. Um, I love every one of them. You guys don't see the hard work that they put in each and every week. Glad to get one of our founding members back to come in and weigh in with this group. Thank you, Denise, for, for taking the time to join us on this. Thank um, you for the invite. Hey, Auntie. For Kirk, hey, for Kirk hey, and Auntie. Shai, um, you guys, you guys are amazing. You know, you what you bring to to this effort 
um, does not go uh, unrecognized. I truly appreciate both of you every day for what you do and what you do for this community. Uh, and to the 15 Good Minutes listeners, um, thank you so much for continuing to rock with this group. They are a very special group, as you all know, and uh, there's nothing I wouldn't do for any of them. Um, with that, I'm going to turn over to Shy to take us out as he normally does. And our contact information is going to be given to you by Shy. If you need to reach anybody that's on this panel, feel free to do so. If I, ha I, can I can't drop this mic, so I'm just going to press the button. <laughs> well geez you you give this heartfelt message you know i'm a little i'm a little you know choked up but thank you coach you are the 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 reason why we have all come together so thank you for giving us this platform that we can speak to the masses and and create a community here so like i say every week we are creating a community here so make sure that you share with your friends your family your networks um, share the good love, share the 15, which I know it wasn't 15 minutes this week, um, but share all of that so that we can create that, that community that, that we need. Um, rest in peace, Alec Trebek. We lost a good one and Sean Connery since the last time we recorded. Um, and Bonda? Uh, who? Sean Connery was James Bond. Yeah, last, last week. I missed that. Dang. Um, but in the meantime, you know, while we're, you know, if you guys follow me, you know, I have a lot of educational, um, posts and a lot about politics, but make sure you educate your family and your friends. If you, if you aren't well-versed politically and yourself, that that's what I was about to say, Kirk. Thank you. Not a problem. Got your back. <laughs> make sure you, you have an understanding so that you can share that understanding with others. And that's how we grow as a people. That's how we strengthen as a people. Um, and Kirk, because you didn't do your opening today, I'm going to pass it to you to close it out. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. First off, let me say shout out to Ump for making this possible for myself. Um, you have been the glue to hold us together. Even when Shy and I did not see eye to eye, you still made it work. Shy, there's not another co-host that I would love to have at my side other than you. you thank have you. Been, you have been my voice of reasoning, sounding board, and... Uh, I appreciate you. Hey, Auntie, oh. you know, I love you for everything that you produced and prevent, um, giving me over this, this time. Um, shout out to the good family and friends that we have over at the Dream Team Podcast, Dream Team 92 Podcast. Um, great, guy, great guys over there. They always shot us. I always give us love. Check them out as well. Um, again, like Shy said, we really appreciate y'all. We are a family. We are a community. And we plan to continue to lift as we climb. So... Without further ado, I will say we're so excited that you tuned in this week for another 15 good minutes. We look forward to seeing and talking to y'all soon. We love y'all. Peace. Be safe, y'all.